Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 14th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, doing great. It's, uh, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Hey, you get, you, uh, you're, you're going to be gone. Did you send the missus something? No, I'll be home. My, my wife is uh, she's an enlightened soul on Valentine's Day. Thinks it's a Hallmark holiday. Doesn't want anything. Doesn't want me to spend a dime. She's kind of a fight the man on that one. She does it. She birthday, anniversaries, Mother's Day, things like that. She gets on Valentine's Day though is just outside of her uh, what she accepts. I guess I don't know. So I don't have. To, she actually would get mad at me if I did something. So might need to have her have a conversation with Mrs. Mrs. Well, Egg. Yeah. It's good. It's good in that regard. What do you got? Any big plans? Uh, you magic? You got any magic shows or anything like that? No, All Star Weekend in Chicago. Uh, oh, is that what she wants to do? Go to celebrity game or what? <laughs> we might go to the celebrity game Friday nights. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't think she can sit through two, so I'm trying to decide between the celebrity game or the Rising Stars game. Yeah, neither sounds all that enticing it you did. really you actually want to go to that yourself yeah i want to go to like when when do you get a chance to go to all-star gate all-star weekend i mean i guess yeah it comes to it get, the last time it was in chicago was like what i think 1990 i mean are you into like so the celebrity game like were you really into that celebrity cup at riviera on monday no but oh. do you think my i think I mean, my wife same. might enjoy the celebrity game more than she enjoys the the Rising oh, Stars true. game. I would true. go to the Rising Stars game, but I'm. You got Guy Fieri out there crossing people up. You know, it sounds sounds interesting. I just All wish right. Bubba was playing. This is like this is actually our our fourth episode of the week. Fourth last episode. night, last night just was behind the paywall. Oh yeah. We spent over an hour on speakerphone. It should have been a podcast. It was like an hour and forty minutes. Looking for the next Bixby house and master. Was it an hour and 40 minutes? Yeah. I was writing an article that I just had to abandon because I was on. It should have been a podcast as we made fun of not well, examined Airbnb profile pictures. Who's a serial killer? Who's not? What house at Augusta? Like, you know, might, you know, result in our demise. What might be a good place to. We're Sip just we're day. bummed out. We can't get the Bixby house from last year. The house I is know. gone. It's... I know. I've been. I've, I'm contemplating reaching out to the last owner to find out who lives there now to hunt them down and see if they would rerun it. But either way, this is now episode four in our in my book. Just one was behind the paywall. Hey, I got some uh, just massive news going on right now. There's PGL. There's TV stuff. There's the ball. There's 
all the stars in the world, you know, playing LA tiger looking good and not so good, but biggest news of the day coming across my desk here, press release this, this, this afternoon. And I think we got a new engagement. I think we got to take another trip now, head out to uh, Tucson because speaking of celebrity, celebrity games, celebrity challenges, Larry, the cable guy, Rusty Wallace, Lee Bryce and Roger Clemens are going to be uh, performing in the Dump in the Box Classic Celebrity Challenge. Unreal. This is right in our wheelhouse. We got Lawrence the Cable Guy at the Colaguard Classic Celebrity Event. I think we got to go. This is the big news on Saturday, February 29th. You think Larry's bringing the seniors? I can't believe they sent a press, press release to you about this. Well, I had a friend of the program forwarded me forwarded to me. I'm not on the Champions Tour PR. Circuit. How do I get on that? I don't know. Do you want to be on it? Kind of. I might just drop in. I don't open many emails, but I might open them every once in a while. What do you think the market is for that? I you know, honestly Russell don't know. Roger Clemens are playing somewhere in Tucson at a Champions Tour event. I think I've made my, my opinion well, on watching... Anybody but a professional golfer, pretty well known. Yeah, you know, I do not. I do not believe in watching club championship golf. I don't. Yeah, so are. I don't believe in watching celebrity golf either. I, I'd much well, rather be like playing. Well, here's the thing: golf is the one sport, really. Maybe tennis could fall in this bucket too, where where more people play it than watch it, and. Making these people play does not make it, it just it doesn't make people watch it more. It probably just makes them play more because if this is a big deal, they're not going to watch it. Well, it's a befitting. It's a celebrity challenge befitting the dump in a box classic. It is in my a, opinion. It's a dump in the box. All right. Now on to the instant matters. We will do uh, maybe Shane Bacon's for favorite segment. Check in with results. You know, a Friday check in scores. <laughs> Kucher, Matt Kucher leads in LA. He had fired a 74, uh, 64, seven under. Do you think he's uh, nervous? Who? Cooch. Why? He's got the Husky boy bearing down on him. <laughs> KH Lee. You know, for a while there, we had like, it was a great leaderboard. Todd, Todd got vaporized. He bombed out. Sabo, same thing. You had Husky Boy. You had the Bracelet Boy. Brian Gay was involved. It was just a great leaderboard. And then, you know, kind of became a little too normal. Uh, yeah, Kucher opens with the 64. That's a great round. Good round. Great Put his ass off. Um, I don't know. I heard someone say, like, he's one of the few players that, like, persists successfully in the modern power era. He's not like a pop-up hitter, I would say. Uh, he's, you know, he's just, he's going to be underappreciated career-wise, but he's got his consistent, the, how good he is at the game of golf is so underrated. Like right. how great he is at every single facet of golf. Like he's, sure. he's not a great driver of the ball power-wise, but he's very accurate. He's there's just nothing that he's bad at, you know? Sure. If you were doing like that skills competition, he'd probably be one of the most skilled players. Okay. Other other matters. Skills competition. Um let's just get to Tiger real quick. We usually don't 
Tiger's usually a little mainstream for this, but I, I thought really watching him on the front nine today was a just absolute delight. I, I don't think we should make giant conclusions from a first round, you know, two under 69, right? Some people might often do with the just it's 18 holes of golf. But in terms of the aesthetic watch, uh, him on the front nine was, I, I thought, as beautiful as it gets. It's fantastic. It was great. He had, um, he was in the positive. This is via Justin Wright. Positive in strokes game putting. He, I think he was leading the field in strokes gained approach. Oh, yeah. Not just leading. <laughs> he's he's six tenths of a shot clear of, okay. of the next guy. Everyone and, like, to give shot. To give you an idea, like Sung, so he gained three point, th- basically, th- if you round up, 3.5 shots. Sung yeah. Kang's at 2.8. And then, and then there's a bunch of guys in like the 2 4 to 2 2 range. But like he's, he's the greatest iron player of all time, and yeah. that's why he's so. What you just highlighted is the the ethos of golf. It's so fun to watch guys hit approach shots. Right, it's the most fun shot to watch. It's this is why this distance debate's so dumb. Is that nobody likes watching drives? You are a you're a I, I don't know I think you're a fan of the fifth hole, right? I, I played oh, it once. It's like spectac- I loved it. It's like my probably least talked about great hall at Riv. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad I was not on. Yeah, I'm glad you have the authority to say so. I love it. So JT hits a three-wood, hits, goes the wrong side of the fairway and trickles into the, the – so the fifth hole cuts off and it what it drops and you got that native kind of junk. It's I don't a, know. It's like a it's – a, it's got – and you're blind. If you go right, you're blind because there's a big mound. Yeah. That you're, it's kind of pressed up against the canyon edge, and there's a big mound that obscures your view. If you go left, you get a better angle, and but you got all those trees over there. So JT hits three wood, pushes it. Obviously, he can hit it pretty far, pushes it, and runs through the fairway, falls down the side hill into this junk, kind of scrambles to make. I think he bogeyed. I believe he bogeyed. Tiger, I, this approach shot, I, I think, just made me giddy. Tiger hits it. 266 finds the left side has 154 in and hits it inside three feet from 154 it was like the perfect just and this is in your wheelhouse I, i'm watching this more as like a more informed viewer on on, on the course and strat but it was just the perfect blend of strategy and execution he played it me, to the left side especially against jt right who really kind of tried to push it and went hit the wrong side and fell through could be, I, I don't go ahead. Could be why there hasn't been a winner here under the age of twenty eight since Adam Scott. Yeah. And then number eight. I mean, that's the split fairway, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he He played that hole well too. Nukes nukes a fade and has a hundred yards and hits it to inside three feet again. I, I just so so it came apart, obviously on the back nine. He was six for seven in fairways on the front and positive strokes gained. Then he lost over three shots on the back, hitting one of seven. Started, he had to hit a couple draws. You know, we're getting too analytical. You know, yeah, you're you just rattling off play by play. I didn't know we were doing Tiger Tracker Pod. I'm not fucking doing play by play. I think I'm talking about Swain. I'm talking about <laughs> stats. You want play by play? I'm just, I thought it was appropriate to call it the fifth hole, too. Anyways, had to hit some draws, started missing, missing fairways and scrambled his way in. But just, I don't know. I, I think we can overhype this event, and I thought that front nine really lived up to it. Watching it, 
This is this is a this weekend is setting up for peak tiger conditions. You know, what with is the, that with the course with the course it's firm. It's, sure. You know, it's it's if you get a little wind going, I I just think that there if you get a little wind with how firm it is out there, it's going to separate. It's going to be a la Royal Melbourne where you just separate the boys from the men, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you're going to see the real players especially this week, you know, identify themselves. What you what else that stuck out to you from uh day 1? I watched so much golf and I was so excited to watch golf today. Yeah. I I guess, you know, I was like invigorated. I watched the PGA Tour live in the morning. How about that uh that giant screen they're putting on the golf channel, the giant border? Well, yeah. Well, that I guess I I confused people. I I didn't know. So they did the eight hour block today, but the two hours on the front and the two hours on the back were just simulcast of NBC or whatever it is, PGA Tour Live, NBC Sports Gold. So that's what it's just like a straight feed from that. So I guess they probably get to do that once or twice a year, and I don't know promoing it. So, um, but I appreciate the eight hour TV block. I'll tell you what, you know. I got to give it to Bryson. He is murdering the ball. 17, he hit a 353 or something, but said he got a bad line rough. He also, his quote after, he's like, some of that in there was the old Bryson. I was like, well, if the old Bryson is what you're aspiring to be, is the good Bryson, well, why are we doing a new Bryson? But yeah, he, he's crushing the ball. Um, you know, I think the thing with Bryson is we see people chase distance all the time and and like you know i think luke donald even almost uh, he admits to this is like when he chased distance what happened was he completely he went from being one of the three or four best iron players on tour to very average and so far the experiment with bryson's chasing has you know and this is a very small sample size it's not statistically significant but he's really he hasn't played he hasn't been you know his best year 2018 he was a top 15 iron player on tour and that's you know we see tiger tiger's longevity his what'd you say what year for bryce 2018 yeah right okay um and like last year he was like a he was middle of the pack 50 50 something so you look at like really the long longevity the great players work last year he's still figuring and redoing figuring that out how the shafts Iron play is so important out there. And yeah. if you're if you're he was already very long and if he's given it up for given up his iron play to get longer it, it I don't know if he's necessarily better. Yeah. Well, I want to get to his quotes too later when we're talking about some ball stuff. Oh god. Um <laughs> other things from Friday uh Thursday. Uh John Rahm looks like he Oh my god. He passed on the range and went to the Tennis court to hit some ground strokes and volleyed with his coach before, before hitting the first tee instead of the range. I mean, that's one of the worst. I, I whatever. I don't want. I want to be some fashion critic. Was it worse than his Wimbledon look? I think it was. <laughs> so I saw this as some collaboration, and I between Adidas and a company called Palace Skateboards. This may be some massive. I wasn't a skater boy growing up like I, I i'm not it may be some massive brand but i guess you know xander was wearing something dopey like it i guess too but 
just John Rahm, he's got the tan lines because it's too low. He's got this big farmer's tan, of course, because he's wearing a normal fucking golf shirt for the last, you know, 10 months of his life. It was horrendous. And it's got these like little armor, like squares, indents on the on the fabric. It was it was not a good look, but he played well, as usual. He's in the red. Um, what else stuck out from Friday? Um, PJ Tour Live. I, I mean, Danny Chops getting some spotlight. Phil Tatarangi or whatever. Mark Wilson. The uh, honest Mark Wilson is a subject of multiple flashback Fridays. I, I thought it was nice to get those guys getting some spotlight. Rory's really good. I mean, that's something we knew. Eagles 17 and 1. Are we are we thinking that Jason Day's ha- going to have a resurgent year here? Are the the balloons are with him? Uh, I mean, define year. It, it could be uh, when I think year, I think like three month stretches, and that's what Jason Day is capable of. But Do I, you think I, he maybe... wins wins more than once this year? No. Okay. Do you? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Also, DJ, there's. I don't know what's going on with him. What did he do? He's a one over, but one it's over. just like lackluster. He's not Bubba? hitting the driver well. I, I just, it's kind of, um, I don't know. You, you, he had that <clears throat> run of dominance, and you wonder if he, he just, if it's just, he just doesn't care that much anymore, you know? Yeah. Oh. Care is a strong. I don't know about care, but like. But event like this, is that going to. Yeah. What is it? I guess he's played three weeks in a row, too. So, you know, Saudi to Pebble to here. Sure. Sure. All right. Let's talk about um, another Jupiter, another swamp boy, Brooksy. I was not expecting much from him, but he busted 269 steady. He started shaky with the bogey at 10. We're doing play by play here. But he did not look good at the start. Did you see this interview he did this week? I didn't. Walk and talk on Wednesday? I did not. It's kind of crazy. So he says the knee was much worse than they let on. He's not sure if he'll ever be 100% again. He doesn't know. There are good days. There are bad days. He said Monday of this week was actually the most pain he's felt in a while. Um, He's like, he just, it was a totally different tone from him. He's like, Resign. He's like, yeah, I, I lost number one. I knew I wasn't going to have it forever. But the injury thing, it, it's like slight, dare I say, shades of Jason Day saying, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be 100% again. It might be something I have to learn to live with. It's stable. But I, I don't know. I'm trying to balance, suss it out. Is he like making excuses in advance? I, I don't know. Is, are you hurt? Are you injured? That whole hot take. But I thought it was alarming to hear he said he said he may never be a hundred percent again. I I mean I think this is one of the things that we look at as this generation. One of the the yep. aspects of how hard people swing, just the yep. way the body moves, the disassociation is tougher on the body. That's you know I think it's pretty. He's probably True. he's probably hit millions of balls in his life already. He's 29, dude. He's 29. He's won four of the last whatever majors. I, I, I this may be nothing. He may be great. He may be back to being top 10 in all the majors by 
you know, April through August or June, July, whatever the fuck it is anymore. But it's a little scary to hear him say that. So I don't know. And it would be super unfortunate if we don't really, if whatever, what we saw over the last few years, we don't approximate that. I think the thing with what you said about, you didn't see like the two under how he played well. One of the, yeah. the aspects of that and like Rory, Rory just like cruised along to three under and Brooks, Brooks kind of did the same thing. It's like this, yeah. it's a quality that really great players have that they make these rounds where like they shot, he shot two under on a, on a tough course today, even though, you know, morning was so calm, little yeah. wind, but it, the, the golf course is not easy. And it's just like, he seemingly without his a game just went out and shot two under and Rory the same way. And I think that's the, those are the really great players. And that's what tigers had for his whole career is tigers. Most underrated skills is consistency, you know? And yeah. I think about even like, how many cuts these guys miss compared to Tiger, but Rory and Rory and Brooks are in the level where they can play pretty mediocre and still be in the top 15, you know? Yep. Um, All right. Any other Genesis thoughts? Genesis invitational. Uh, invitational. I'm really looking forward to the weekend. Good. I am as well. I'm looking forward to Friday morning. Tiger. How about Tiger saying, He's like, he warmed up for 10 minutes this week. That's all he's done. He's doing this host stuff. He's like, he's like, I barely, I have hardly practiced and that's it. Like I, I'll have to get here. It'll be cold and figure it out. Warm it up for the first time this year, this week. basically. Um, all right. Other, other events ongoing. I'm not going to give you Australian women's open. You know, that's going to change. We've got a number of players in B park, Jillian Hollis, jo- Jody, Ewart. Shad off also involved, but good watch in the in the prime time as I N Cho Maria Fassi's in it. Yeah, now we're just talking names. Honda Women's Australian Open Royal Adelaide. So if you're listening this Friday, watch that Friday night. That's Stay a in. great golf course. Propose to your wife that you want to watch LPGA golf on Valentine's Day night, and you can watch the Women's Australian Open. I think you know. I think you should be into that. All right, uh, on the Leecom, Suncoast Classic, Dylan Wu leads. Not surprising to see him back. He's the tied. Cat. The cat. Sorry. Holy shit. What? He's tied eight players, shot 66 at the moment, including Jack McGuire. So eight guys. That's that's a web, that's know, a web tour special. Probably be, probably be leading the Riviera oh, if it wasn't for the USGA. What did that, uh, for the web.com tour? Little boy Drew do. Two under 70. He Good was job, it, Drew. Drew was lighting it up this morning. He was six oh, really? under. He was tied for the lead. Really? Yeah, I, I was getting texted from all over the place. Uh oh. He was tied for the lead? Yeah. Yeah. He He's playing great. Good for Steve, Drew. Steve LeBron is uh, three over 75. Someone was texting us. Was it Allenby? Who was on the... No, uh, it was Weir. Someone from the ground was texting us. Weir was having issues with the fans moving. and It's like, what fans? What fans are out there at the Leecom Suncoast Classic? All right, that's it for current events. You got the big Chubb Classic, too, starting tomorrow. Kicks off um, tomorrow. Correct. All right, should we get into a little uh, massive, massive, massive movements 
shaking the core of golf at the moment. We'll get into a little, let's call it drama, drama Friday, and we'll run through a few of these. All right. Should we do a PGL update? Tiger, yeah. we talked about it on Wednesday. Tiger just neglected to close the door on it. But I think in no lineup, I think tweeted this. It's just amazing that he's not doing it at this primo PGA Tour event where he's the host, what the elevated status, what the WGC coming. Like it was no, no assuaging of any kind was done. So I, I think that was fascinating. Um, I, I want to be careful here. There's a lot of stuff coming in on the PGL behind the scenes. It just sounds like things are really, really accelerating with it. Um, I, I've heard that the Saudis were not thrilled with Jay Monahan making a point of calling them out in that letter to the players that went public. And they've since sort of uh, doubled down and are extremely committed, whether that's financially or I'm sure it's financially as part of that. I've heard there, they might not, they might have zero interest in necessarily making this a ROI thing. Like they don't want to necessarily just make a bunch of money. They just want relevancy. They want to buy into sports in the way sometimes with soccer or it's like becomes a vanity thing. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just moving. And I've heard that, that like people think it's going to happen no matter what, whether they get, they're going to try it with whoever, maybe, maybe they get Asian tour players and a mix of Euro tour players and they don't get tiger and they don't get whoever I, they think they're at the point. They're so far along that they're even going to try it. So I just think like a lot of stuff's going down in LA Stuff might go down in Mexico where you have a similar collection of, of top world rank players. Um, it's just moving extremely fast. I think the tour is uh, obviously quite anxious and hustling behind the scenes. to do. I, I thought the biggest, most telling thing, I was at the gym on Wednesday. I've got PTI on. Yeah. You know, and, and I got PTI on and uh, all of a sudden... You know they got the thing tiger, so yeah, I stayed on the tread uh, on the stairmaster for like five extra minutes. Thanks to oh, thanks to, stairmaster guy, huh? Yeah, I'm a big stairmaster guy. They yeah. stay on the stairmaster five five extra minutes, and uh, here Kornheiser and Wilbon come on. So this is like a good like outside perspective, right? Not Maybe. not in I, I mean, not I in love the, those guys. I yeah, agree. but they're not so. in the weeds. They they have they have they understand all the other sports and they, they understand, understand sports entertainment and they understand the basics of of how leagues operate. Yeah, and and Kornheiser talks about how they can still play the Masters, the PGA, the Opens. Um, like, why wouldn't these players do it? And then Wilbon just goes, "This should have been done ten years ago." Yeah. And I thought I thought they're just resounding the way they just both had a, a essentially like this makes so much sense. You it, know what someone go ahead. Go ahead. I just I think from the player standpoint, you got basically guaranteed money and it's guaranteed money is the best thing you can offer an athlete. So this is not an informed, um, an informed, like reporter or anything on the, this next bit, but like 
it was an interesting idea that I heard that like Keith Pelly should just try to get bought by the by this Saudi by this group, right? Like, I mean, the Euro Tour. Why do they need it? What? Why do they need any of these? Why tours? do they need? The Euro they don't tour? need these tours. They're all they're doing if they buy these get, tours get, is get strapping themselves. That are going to do half half time. Like they don't need those players. Time. They don't Rom, need them. They could just Rom, go Kate. buy them. Yeah. They could just go buy like they don't. That's the thing. They don't need the tours. They don't need. They're they're basically taking on an organization that's got just a ton that spends money on just tons of crap that's totally unneeded for their product. Yeah, and they're they're able because they're smaller, able to, you know, they're able to change policies like oh, like a player doesn't like this, like and they're in this process, they're like oh, we can change it. If Rory goes to the <coughs> goes to Monahan and Rory and Tiger go to Monahan, we want this. He's got to put it up for to vote and for 125 guys. He's got to take it to the pack. Like that's that's they're preying on all the weaknesses. Yeah. I, so this is it's going to be sound incredible, incredibly like reductivist about it, but and it's maybe probably not fair. But I think this is just going to come down to does Tiger want to get in bed with the Saudi Saudi money? Because I think he probably is going to get a blank check get whatever he wants and whether uh, this thing might happen i think it might happen no matter what but the, the failure or success of it does is, is tiger going to the money's going to be attractive no matter what but will he reconcile himself with where it's coming from i think or or will he have this loyalty to the tour will the tour come in with some obviously counter offer that's you know not formal tournament winnings and it's some sort of big cut of the pie i don't think uh, they can do that though that's the thing the tour, the tour can't do that yeah they can they'll figure that out they'll they will make a they will figure a way to work tiger off this is uh, the problem uh, it's the problem with the tour it's a membership no but there is no membership anymore if this like starts getting they start picking off people like this i i think there's like a there's a, a bigger picture you got to see and forget the red tape or forget the the, the strictures of a of the organization. I, this I is, don't know. This is the same reason why all great startups disrupt these monster companies. This is David versus Goliath. This is the Malcolm Gladwell book playing out in real time. Yeah. This well, is David's got a sniper rifle and Goliath can't see. You know, that's essentially what's happening here is that the PGA, think about, think about the people that think about all the money that the PGA tour spends on just crap. Yeah. Think about the TPC network. Think about the champions tour. Think about the, like that this other organization could spend a billion dollars and have it all go towards 50 players and the product for 50 players. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Well, it's moving. It's moving significantly. And so you don't like my do you like my kind of reducing it to Tiger? Is like Tiger going to be okay with where the money comes from, or is he going to feel some sense of loyalty to the tour? I think there's or, Tiger, Tiger, than, go ahead, Tiger, Rory, or a group of if you if you look at the top ten players in the world, you know if you if you get Tiger or Rory, it's over because the other one's going. The other one doesn't be want to be left out in the cold. That's the thing is that it's just a matter. Say, say you get Brooks, DJ, 
Rom and JT. It's over. I'm not. I'm not sure there's unity there. I'm just. I'm just like that's the way I think about it. Is if you get four guys to commit, it's over. Okay. Four big guys or Tiger or Rory. All right. Well, just as informing the listeners, it is. It is hot right now. It is significant in LA. I think it may be similarly in Mexico. Just given all the people that will be down there playing WGCs, and uh, it will. The other thing we know fills in. (laughs) <laughs> like that that's we know that he's gone someone sent us some screenshot today of him having what, like a very serious face like it's just a total screenshot we have no idea what the, talking to dj i was just like god you can only imagine just a very serious discussion because i think like they're all out there meeting about this you know that's like, they're totally the egg agents are probably there i think there's some probably some representatives from this other group so, all right, next bit of drama or, or, you know, earth movements in the game of golf. Jeff Shackelford, Scoops Shackelford, as they call him now, um, posts on Wednesday night that uh, significant changes are coming to the way the PGA Tour is broadcast, that it will go after modeled quoting him here jeffshackelford.com modeled in some ways after the olympic broadcast system production will be handled by a primary pga tour operation that will then provide the world feed to likely broadcast partners you know you know the parties cbs nbc uh the networks will retain production independence with the final product along with familiar voices producing by producing announcers graphics replay and other extras beyond the world feed um i was i was pejoratively calling this not the world feed but the gentleman feed the gentleman Plus, feed. the gentleman feed you know the pga tours in there but again i have did dug around a bit on this i heard from several different people i i don't know that it would be a massive change on the consumer facing the the product end what you're seeing at the end i just i think that there will be just advanced levels of censorship you do I just think the the IE Patrick that's Reed thing at, that's already happening. The tour is already I just leaning. think it's, it'll why just ratchet up see, it'll just ratchet up a little bit more. Why do you think we see 800 million FedEx Cup updates and the players being So so hyped? Brendan, what you're just ta- what you're happening. what you're talking about right here is another reason why the oh PGL God. has such an advantage. Yeah. Because yeah. these are things that the PGA Tour does to itself to compromise this product. So um, I think there, there's like uh, on the consumer facing end, I, I don't know the product will change a ton. It's just um, there's like this, you know, it's sort of like a ego contest. Now, now there's like CBS is a guest. NBC is a guest. ESPN Plus is a guest of the tour. They're using their equipment. They're using their feed. You're going into like their their kind of you know arena now, as opposed to now it's like they're sort of sort of independent. They're using their own stuff, uh, so it's like all this. And, and you know, I guess it goes on at all the other sports, like the NFL, like a network of Fox goes to the NFL, and it's like you are there on their fully on their terms. Same for the NBA. It's not like you're not just producing your own show, but I think, and Shackelford alludes to this. He's talking about this uniformity of 
kind of across the different broadcasts, across the streaming. From what I understand, this is part of their plan to do the Augusta thing. One shot or every shot, every player. So they're building this massive sort of Pontevedra database. And now they're going to have their hands on the production, right? They're going to, in a dream world, this may may take years. In the dream world, they're going to have the production out there. So they're going to have PGA Tour cameras on every player, on every hole, and all that stuff. And so they're going to have this giant freaking operation database of of feeds in Pontevedra, which we kind of, we've already heard they want this. And so they're going to license the deal to Japan and here's the Hideki feed and here's the Slovakian feed. Here's like, so so think about, think about this, Brendan. Yeah. This is, this is a perfect thing to tie back to the PGL and how, how just like you could just create so much better of a product when you don't have to have a Troy merit feed. Like you have a Hideki feed. You don't have to watch. I know, but think about all the resources that go into having a Troy merit feed. Like and when you not- only have 50 players, you can do all individual feeds really easily and much less less costly than 144 feeds every single tournament because you have these jam-packed fields full of full of three four three quarters of the players that that nobody even cares about. Yeah, but I mean, they might get to the point where it's just like we have 18 arenas and we're going to have a camera on every one, and it's not a big deal going from. Bay Hill to Valspar, wherever the fuck they're going to go. I think I just, it's a great step for them where they're going, but this is a, just another reason why the PGL can kill them. It's like, think about how much money they're going to be pouring into this. And it's so yeah. unnecessary when the world only cares about 10 golfers, the yeah. the big mass public. Like, I care about what Scott Piercy does out, out of a bunker on the six hole at Riviera, but, you know, what <laughs> is there, 200 other people that care? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a smart move by the tour. I mean, it's a little cutthroat. They're taking full ownership, the full reins of, uh, and there's, there's just, there's like a, there's an ego. There's a, a whole, uh, I don't want to use the crude term, but it was just like, this is our thing now. And you guys are fortunate to be here sort of thing. I, I that, I'm just reading the tea leaves based on, how this operates. And I actually, I don't know that the product will be that different from what you're looking at. I mean, we already get, we already miss a lot of stuff. No, I mean, maybe we get more shots here. Maybe we get more, uh, more infrastructure, more breath. It could get better. Like, yeah. It could get way better. I think like, I think this uh, would, this would be a reason that the coverage gap would end. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know that it's, it's necessarily like a horrible thing, but of course there's going to be, and, and I was among the cries of state run media, but that, that's like an easy joke. So, um, all right. Anything else on that? You good? We kind of good on that. Tried to provide some perspective based on asking around. Um, last bit of, uh, big movements in the world of golf, the ball. So this, and I whiffed, <clears throat> excuse me. I whiffed on this. Uh, on uh, morning drive as well uh rory we have the number one player in the world this should have been everywhere everywhere as soon as i saw it on wednesday night i was like holy shit what are you talking about certain publications that cut the (laughs) cut the quote in half 
Yeah. The, the number one, this is what I, I said. Holy shit. This is massive. And I whiffed. I, I forgot. I, I'm not being muzzled on morning drive. The, the day before I talked about uh, Tiger's quotes, his explicit quotes for bifurcation. I just whiffed this myself. I, I knew it was significant, but it should have been everywhere. Should have been everywhere. This is Rory McIlroy, the number one player in the world at his press conference on Wednesday. A lot of the stuff that about the ball going too far and technology, it really pertains to the 0.1% of golfers out there. They want to try to quote, quote end. That's, that's where most people ended the quote. Well, here's most, the nut. most, most journalistic uh, enterprises. Here's the nut. If they want to try to contain what we do as touring professionals, I'm all for that. Contain what we do as touring professionals. I'm all for that. Now he had other, enlightened thoughts on the sort of greater impacts of trying to lengthen courses and what it does to the footprint and things like that. But if they want to try and contain what we do as touring professionals, I'm all for that. How many years have we been talking about this and just the number one player in the world comes right out and says it. So the number one player in the world and the greatest player of all time, and the the yeah. other person that would that people would argue the greatest player of all time is have all said the same thing that the yeah. ball goes too far and it, it, it that it should be contained open to the baseball model open just let the amateurs you know juice up whatever and let's do baseball the, guy, the guys that are complaining are scared rory's not scared tiger's not scared because if they roll the ball back for them they're going to hit more mid and long irons and they're just going to win more because they're better golfers than these guys that just bash driver up and hit wedges. They're just more talented golfers. Like if you, if the ball doesn't go as far, you need more skills to succeed at golf. And these guys have more skills than everybody else. It's, I think Adam Scott's in the same boat. He said the similar things with, uh, at, at Medina, like, the best players in the world, frankly, aren't being rewarded for their skills. The uh, I don't have much to add. I mean, the quote speaks for itself. I think the bigger issue was just how it was not the lead headline everywhere or the lead story everywhere. So, well, where does most where do most uh, golf media organizations get their money? Advertisements, maybe, maybe some uh, interests that would not benefit from a yeah, rollback. So. so. Um, I thought it was funny that in also on Wednesday, JB Holmes, I thought saw Dylan DeShare tweet about this. Was asked about the distance report. Did you see this? No. JB oh, goes, yeah, I saw it. What was the report? Uh I didn't just didn't even know. Didn't even didn't not like that's going a step beyond the DJ or Ron. Like I didn't read it. It's like I had no idea this was even existing or was a thing. That's classic JB. Um <clears throat> so your your point about players being scared. Can we get to Bryson real quick? Yeah. So he has quite the opposite view. Uh, he shouldn't, of, though. In terms of bifurcation, he says, um, "I agree with that statement." So you know the Phil statement about athletes being punished. Whenever you're trying to change the game because of 500 people in the world, that to me is a little unfortunate. I ho- hope they would look at it in a different light. Um, he says, you know we're going to see golf courses become more of a happy Gilmore setting where you're just going to have guys hitting it so far and driving greens and you can't do anything to protect it. Just hit as hard as possible to get as close as possible. 
it uh if he asked if it was bad for the golf course he said it depends on the golf course at Aaron Hills you can do that at Riviera you can't it'll be subject to the courses but the courses that will stand the test of time are going to be the ones that have the longest rough and the tightest fairways and the slopiest fastest greens if you build golf courses that are long and wide open you're going to have guys that bomb it anti-rollback has some architectural thoughts this also came uh, from Ryan Lavner, I should be clear, give him credit, while Bryson was jamming them over, the, bombing them over the range, much to Kevin Na's dismay. He goes, I'm not, bro, not keeping it on the range. So I think... Uh, Bryson loves hitting balls over fen- range fences. I think he should... Uh, you know how, like, when, obviously, you know, NCAA, they cut down the nets? Yeah. I think if he visits a course where he bombed it over the range, you go and cut a piece of the net off at the end of the week. <laughs> like when you win a regional and high school basketball, every just have these. Uh, this probably means a lot to him. Go cut a piece of the piece of the range net. But all right, back to his thoughts on bifurcation course design, which I mean, I know that can set you off for twenty minutes. But... I I don't need to say. I just I just said everything I needed to say in the last segment. I don't think I need to I need to say anymore. I think. You know his thoughts what on courses. What referring to in the last segment? I'm saying that that the ball that the the game. I mean, I don't know how many more ways I could say what I. You know, like this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of don't even understand the Happy Gilmore. I is that something that people want to watch? No. Like if so, this is like this is my thought, overarching thought on. If people think that long drives are so exciting, why isn't the long drive the most popular thing in golf? golf the long program. drive contest. Yeah. 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 Why 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 is it that long drive contest isn't must see TV? <coughs> if if well, you was... think that that's so exciting and such a awesome part of the game is just yeah. there's it's not that interesting. There was a fan survey about that, right? In, in the yeah. distance report, and they just, whatever. It wasn't, people don't watch golf for the drives. All right. News, quick news. We'll get to flashback Friday. Tommy Ganey, no jail time. What will the, he does some probation. <laughs> He's not going behind bars. Um, what's but his, I'm what's his PGA Tour sentence? What, well, that's what I, that's the bigger question. What's the, the gentleman tour going to do about it? He, he, I think he ex- pled guilty for the probation. He's so. he's pretty close to Polk County this week too. Is he playing? Lecom? I'm yeah. not sure. He's, he's Polk uh, County adjacent. Adjacent, close enough. So uh, I don't know. That's where we are. No no jail time for Tommy Two Gloves. He's got a got a got a web got a corn fairy title and a j- avoiding of a jail sentence in the first two months of the year. So that's good. Good for Tommy. Um, now comes the we'll be watching closely what the tour does. All right. Let's get to uh, Flashback Friday. What do you have for us? Ample ample opportunities with uh, Riviera, which check out our uh, Instagram, Shotgun Start Pod. We're, we're posting some classic photos there. But what do you have for us? We're going back to 2005. Okay. Do you know what 2005 is? No clue. I mean, yeah, no clue. It was uh, Adam Scott wins. Ah. And, and an unofficial, thought. unofficial win for Adam Scott. What does that mean? 
It was it was rain shortened. It shortened. just just got smoked with rain. L.A. sunny L.A. just got smoked with rain for five straight days. They uh, a playoff. He won in a playoff over Chad Campbell. A Monday playoff. So they both showed up on Monday to play one hole. They hadn't. Wait, how many holes did they play? They played. How long was the term? They played thirty six holes. Okay, thirty six. Okay. So Campbell they played Campbell, a one hole playoff on yeah, Monday. Campbell hadn't swung a club since Friday. Oh my god. So, so Scott wins. He he makes a par on eighteen. To win, they showed up in the. I guess they were they were just the only two on the range. It was downpouring on Monday morning. Yeah, they went out and played. They were really wondering what hole they were going to play. People were like, well, you know, the 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 hole that's the the most dry. So <clears throat> this was a big win for Scott. Um, it came after his uh, players win, and he was twenty four at the time, and this is he became kind of like the next big thing. So as I got researching this, I stumbled upon, you know, one of uh, the most amazing things is everything. Everybody was, you know, this is guys, the next tiger, you know, and we saw that at the players in 2004 that he won, but, but then the big debate in 2005 became who was the better young star, him or Sergio. This was 2005? Yeah. Okay. So there was an ESPN article. There's a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, there's just like, there's uh, articles in Esquire about Adam Scott, about, you know, the next Tiger. But then there's Sergio also. So Sergio and Adam Scott, born in the same year. So they're the same age. I don't, if Sergio hasn't won LA, he's had several top five finishes. Lots of great finishes. He has not won. Place he does well. Um, okay, but both. both what did you say? The same age. So yeah, they're the same age, born in the same year. The, right now, Adam Scott's a year younger. I think Scott's birthday's in in July, and Sergio's is in January. Okay, but it's a, it's kind of a crazy thing because everybody's debating who's better. And if you have this debate now, who's had a better career? It's a real debate. Like they've essentially had like wow. the same career. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to think about it off the top of my head. I've got some numbers here, but yeah, I'm looking at it. Both have one major win. Sure. Both have one player's win. Same major, same fifth major, same gold standard. Um, So Adam Scott has a total of uh, 30 professional wins, 13 PGA Tour wins. Now, these guys are, it's important to note, these guys are both international players. So they both yeah. play. Uh, they have a lot of world wins, and I I think that's something we fall into a trap with, like evaluating people as people look just at PGA Tour wins, and and then they're like, oh, Euro Tour wins don't count. It's like the guy's from Spain, he's gonna play a lot of European Tour golf, like, or if you're yeah. from Australia, you're gonna play Australian golf. Like, not everybody's Jason Day and just leaves and never goes back home. Especially like I think. Uh, I am saying this anecdotally. I, I think those tours and those events were even stronger than they are now. Like I think they had carried even more weight when we're talking about these early 2000s stretch. So. Agree. Cause at that, you have to remember at this time, the European, like in the, in that 2008 to 2011, 12 European, yeah. there, there are more great European players than Americans. 
that rotation of number ones, you know, yeah, Westwood, West Primer, Donald. Yeah, these guys had to go up against Westy. And this is the this is really the first generation, you know, mini I I always struggle with how you define generation, but this was okay. a c- clear different generation subset of a generation than the Tiger generation. These were the guys that were right after Tiger, right? Sure. So Sergio has 10 PGA Tour wins, but 35 professional wins. So 30 as a pro for Scott, 35 for Sergio, 10 PGA Tour for Sergio. 13. Actually, actually, I think these are some of these double counted. I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, it, it's actually 30 for Sergio, 28 for Scott. Okay. Okay. Um, How many Euro does Sergio have? Euro wins. He's got, if you. 16. 16. 15 because they count the masters. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but it's a crazy, I, I don't know it's who It's really I, similar. Holy crap. Win totals, majors, players. So uh, then, then you go to top tens and majors, 23 for Sergio. Yeah. 19 for Scott. Close. How many runner ups? Cause top tens, four runner up for Sergio, two for Scott. Scott's got three thirds, nine top fives close sergio's got 13 so i I think you probably give the slight edge because then sergio also lost in a playoff at the players sergio's made 10 more starts than majors does that help that's two and a half years mm -hmm. that might inflate the kind of numbers there it's really really close but sergio was playing in majors earlier right yeah he's 19 and all that so that you can't hold that against him but he has had more opportunities it's a it's a crazy you know and most importantly career high fedex cup rank sergio three adam scott four and and that's at the end of the year so we start the the objective stuff here really seems very like almost overlapping but so do we go to subjective things like i don't know that you can what breaks the tie? Sergio's Ryder Cup? Well, Adam Scott hasn't had like that opportunity. He's getting his ass kicked with, you know, Richard Cerny and others in tow in the President's Cup. Um, I don't know. What was, Adam Scott's won two WGCs. Sergio hasn't won a W. Like, then you're really kind of nitpicking, like if you're trying to elevate the WGCs as a differentiator. Uh, Adam Scott got to world number one. Sergio never did. Like these, these they like both. Sergio. There's there's kind of there's arguments on both sides. It's a, it's a fascinating thing because when we look at like everybody everybody's fixated on Tiger, Rory, and these younger guys. But yeah, this is actually like in the next five years, a a real story. Like who's going to be remembered as the better player of this age group? Right. Here's the question. What, so they're both kind of generally putting's considered a weakness. Do you dock Adam Scott for going to the anchor? Well, Sergio never really did. I, I, I don't think you can. I mean, do you? I mean, there's a there's a again purely subjective quality. People seem to scoff at that, like, oh, it's a crutch for him. Of course, he had his best putting career, his best putting years of his career without it. Uh, but I, I think. You were to ask people that they pop him for it. Well, he went to the anchor. He need he needed it as a crutch. I, I, don't, I don't know that's fair. Did you would you hold 
uh, if you hold that against Scott, would you hold Sergio's antics against him? Yeah. Not a gentleman. Not a gentleman of the game. Adam Scott is like, yeah. I, I, Adam Scott is, I, his DGAF, to use a millennial term, ness really appeals to me. Like, oh, it's a WGC. I don't really care. Or I'm not going to, like, I have no interest in the FedEx Cup. I Like, the way he just marches to the beat of his own drum, the way he sets his schedule has always appealed to me. Olympics, I don't care. Like, I'm not saying those are all the right positions, but uh, I do like his own streak of independence, whereas Sergio always just seems a guy at, at uh, in conflict with people pulling at him in conflict with himself, and he's throwing clubs and spitting at cups and damaging greens. I don't know. We're really trying to split the baby here. But when we talk about, man, when you just look at the numbers, it's really hard. It's such an overlap. And they're really, really similar players. That's in terms of too. like the their games, right? Yeah, like they they're both just uh, unbelievable ball strikers. I think Sergio, the thing that will always go kind of forgotten about Sergio is that he was he's one of the greatest chippers and pitchers of the golf ball in the world, right? And his short yeah. game will always be underrated in that sense because of how great he was, uh, you know, with irons. But then Scott, you know, most. Most beautiful golf swing. And, right. you know, one of the most beautiful ones. Yeah. I think people tend to just think they have, like, the juicy sort of tee to green game. But you, you bring up a good point with Tiger or um, Sergio's chipping and putting. I, I don't mean, know. These guys were, these guys are, uh, you know. Are they Hall of Famers? For I mean, sure. I, for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt, Hall of yeah. Famer. If, if we redid the Hall of Fame, probably not. You know, if we did the Hall of Fame the way I wanted to do it, they probably wouldn't be yet. Two-time major winners, according to the website. Both <laughs> of them. Two-time major winners. It, if one of them gets bags another major, that's, like, the difference. Well, of course. Yeah. But I don't... Do you think we're going to hear a lot from them? You talk about the next five what years. A, I mean, Adam Scott... He's so talented. I know. I, I just... What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the ceiling for them left? I mean, I, I've... Adam Scott certainly win a major. He finished. What did he finish last year? Uh, I'm on Sergio's page. He finished. Uh, Adam Scott's got a T eight, a T seventh, a, a third in his last five majors, and a T T eighteenth at the Masters, where he was playing in one of the final groups, experimenting puttering putting styles before before he went out and shut the good. bet on Sunday. Carrying two putters in the final round of a major championship in his bag. In the final group. One of which he never used. Putting out, Brooksy putting out before him. Oh, that's great. Okay. Any other flashback that tidying up? A little different flashback, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, if I'm sure listeners will chime in and whatever differentiates the better player, but I, I don't know that there's a real correct answer here. There wasn't a lot of, uh, golf played that that week and i wanted to focus because like that's the thing i found compelling when i started to dive into this week was adam scott because i remember i i mean i distinctly remember i was in high school when he won that players and they did they would do that that scott and tiger swing videos next to each other and they were almost identical butch Harmon, obviously teacher 
later Stevie Williams was, you know, caddy of of Tiger and Adam Scott. You know, it, his it's, best win ever, caddying for Adam Scott, the 2011 Bridgestone. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's I'm chime in what you guys think. It's a if great I, comparison. If I was going to give the edge, I think I'd give it to Sergio. Oh. I love Adam Scott. I kind of almost count that open championship. Well, you're not going to like that. That I, Ernie one as a win for Adam Scott. The thing, though, is that, that I mean, Sergio was so, I feel like Sergio was so in. Remember when he wore the Tweety Bird yeah. outfit and just got yeah. got just nuked, oh. off the, nuked off the face of the earth? He lost yeah. in a playoff in the open to Harrington. Roderick, yeah. You know, there's, it's. The what the Adam Scott 2012 one though is like that's a win. It's basically a win. I guess what it's about not the, back then, to win. But. You know, I don't want to puff, puff up the players, but that <laughs> oh, 2015 God. players, Sergio got tracked down by Ricky, the Rick? great, greatest close of all time. Him and Kisner in that in that playoff. But he beat Paul Goidos. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, very good comparison. I like it. Good Friday way to finish out the week. I think I need to get deep in the stats on this one. Yeah, well, I think right. you you could look at strokes gained, maybe. I guess I, I'm just not sure that should be determinative here. I, it could suss out who's been a better player, though. You're right. You're right. Um. All right. Fantastic so, week. Oh, go ahead. Adam Scott, worst end of season rank forty. Since I mean, 2001, he was 48, but 2018, 41. Then, if you go to Sergio, worst end of season rank was last year, 39. Or no, he was 78 in 2010. Maybe that's maybe that's the difference. So I, I don't think it's necessarily fair, but I think that what in the view of history when we're looking at these guys, I think Sergio will have a much have a greater place in history because. The European voices, I just feel, are stronger, and the Ryder Cup thing is going is as much a legacy of his than anything. Now, Scott didn't have that opportunity, but I do think the Ryder Cup thing uh, um, is will, in the subjective view of history and who's remembered uh, or who's talked about more often, I think the Ryder Cup is going to just push Sergio as more of a, I don't know, a character of this era. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's too bad that Adam Scott couldn't carry CT Pan to to President Cup win. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone enjoy your Valentine's Day. Uh have a good Friday. I'm ready to get back home. Uh enjoy your All-Star weekend there in Chicago. Looking forward to getting a report on I'll Monday. Let you, I'll let you know what's going on in that celebrity game if I go. Okay. And uh, we'll start booking travel arrangements for the Kohler Guard. All right. Everyone enjoy your Fridays. We'll talk to you on Monday.